first time presenting at such an event. That's how rare it is. And the fact that you chose us, we just feel so honored to be a part of your lives and a part of your family here at New Horizon. I had the privilege to go to Pastor Kevin's uh, and Carmel's church in Sumner this morning. Uh, and uh, I know they helped serve tonight, so I was blessed by them. But I did miss one thing. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed being there, but there's one thing I really missed about not being here is I wanted to see Pastors Dwayne and Joel do announcements. Um, I have never seen anybody banter and, and argue and, and, you know, jest one another during announcements. I, I, I think it's an exciting event. We got a, a little picture of it over the fire story. Um, they were very gracious. They didn't mention the Bondo event that they had recently, you know, uh, with the, so, uh, anyways, uh, but before I say anything else, I just want to say, you know, Romans 13, seven says that we're to give what is due. If respect, give respect, if honor, honor. And I was so, so glad that they stood up and took an offering for you. We were excited to give to that. And uh, we just hope that you guys will just be refreshed. Uh, you know, Dwayne and Joel, um, we, uh, we meet leaders around the world. The privilege that Ann and I have is to be in settings. We just were in China. We've been in 13 nations this year. We meet with leaders. And from the very beginning, your heart of integrity, your passion, your zealousness, your focus, your humility, your hunger has been exemplary. And as I was praying today, I, I know I prophesied over you guys last night, but I had such a beautiful picture over you, Joel. I saw you were like a very uh, highly uh, trained jeweler, and you had jeweler magnifying glasses on, and you were looking at the diamonds and the nuances, and you were seeing the value, and, and you're seeing the colors, and you were seeing that it was cut with precision. You see value with such wisdom and revelation. You are so focused, but the Lord changed it around, and you were the diamond that the Lord was examining. And I just uh, see your inner beauty and your amazing strength and your high regard of the value of, of every person. And how you are speaking now, I think, of in, not only in Uganda, but here and everywhere you go, that people have great value, whether they know Jesus or not, that you've and you have a heart to see that value in them. Dwayne, I saw you with a huge jackhammer. <laughs> you were opening up the hardest ground because you had such a powerful gift of faith and you believed God for things that were unseen. And this is how I see you, a man of, of incredible faith, and you believe God when he speaks something to you, even things you haven't understood. And I believe that the Lord has given you promises in these 25 years that you've not yet seen come to pass. But I believe that you're entering an acceleration season. And even last night as I was praying over you, 
for 2017, I saw and heard strategic revelation to really impact and increase this next generation and the generations to follow. You know, it's not our message and their message is not that youth are the future. We believe that three and four generations working together is the future. We believe in all ages working together. We love that. But at the same time, you understand that, that this generation lives in a total different time. And they've been literally attacked with so much information and distortion that identities have been literally ripped off of them. And they, they're, they're now just wondering who they are, who they are sexually, who they are. You know, we could go into all those social ills. But you are people who, by, with that kingdom, by taking the kingdom by fierce attitude and heart, you are going to continue to impact and raise up this next generation. Amen. And I know I'm speaking to the future, but I saw specialized schools like Navy SEAL schools that were raising up people, doing things that were like, you know, years ago, we, you know, we're, we wouldn't even imagine these kind of schools that would, would uh, literally like a school of identity, a school that would help people discover who they really were. And I really believe that your work in restoration and recovering has been such uh, a powerful declaration of who you are even going to become. Ann and I are so blessed, as well as everyone in this room, how, how you take covenant so seriously. You know, we have lots of people join HIM, and it's a great honor, everyone that joins. But from the very beginning, you, you pursued the relationship. You pursued it. And then that's really a, the testimony of being here is much, uh, really, tonight, on your 25th, is more about you than about me. Because it's your heart of covenant. And when you said I'm all in, you meant it. And so we just want to honor your ability to, to really value relationship and covenant and believe that there is an alignment and an impartation that happens. And so tonight I'm eager to that part when we get to, at the end, just blasting for the future. You know, we took them to Israel and I've taken, I've led about seven trips now with Brian Simmons, some of them. And every year, you know, our schedule is so hectic that every year I have people complaining, you know, there's just too much. I mean, we, you know, we go all day long. All right. But Dwayne and Joel were like, that's it? You know, we're going to go out tonight. Anything going on tonight? We're going to go, you know, we're going to go to that part of the city. We're going to go shopping over there. It's like I'm looking at them like, you know, they were like just Tireless. They, they, and every place we went, they'd run to the front, you know, like this. They, they would read everything. They'd take pictures. I mean, they, they were consuming everything they possibly could. She says, that's right. I think they got more. You got like two trip worth. But you know what? I realized that the way they did that trip is how they do life and ministry. And that's what really attracted to me to them so much. As again, as I said, we, we see leaders of all kinds, but here's some qualities too. Your vision is as fresh now as it was 25 years ago. You're, yet, you're zealous and fervent, not burned out. You're eager to learn and get new revelation. You're hungry for God's presence and crying out for revival. We were sharing last night about five 
major revival spots around the world, some of which were, three of which were really heavily involved. And, and, and Pastor Joel says, well, can't, can't the sixth one be Fife, Washington? And you're profoundly, as I was saying, committed to raising up and uniting the generations. As I was praying, the Lord gave me two passages, both as a declaration and as a time of reflection. The first one comes out of Isaiah 58, 11, and 12. It says this, and I, I really felt this so strongly, like, uh, you know, because I had the second passage. I've been carrying it for the week in anticipation of tonight. But as I was praying this afternoon, Lord, what's on your heart? He spoke Isaiah 58, 11, and 12. And it says, the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Last night I had a dream, and I believe it relates to this verse so much. I'm going to read verse 12 in a moment. But in the dream, my wife Anne was uh, speaking, and she said, I see a vision, and I, I see like a large clothesline, and I see two large coats on it, and the wind is so strong, they're blowing in the wind. And, you know, as, and I, and, uh, and when I got up, of course, you know, I'm thinking of those two coats. Well, I was thinking, now look at these two, these two mantles in the wind. The Lord will guide you. He will meet every need. He will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. And then after that, I began to speak, and I began to say, and I heard the Lord say, times of refreshing. Times of refreshing. You know, when Peter was asked in Acts 3, you know, what should we do? He said, repent and be baptized, because he says the Lord will bring times of refreshing. You know, we don't hear a lot that, about that very often. But all of a sudden, we were standing together, and it's like whew, refreshing was entering the room. And, and I looked, and I saw a guy, and it looks like he was doing like a, you know, a sprinkler dance. You know, people were just starting to get so overwhelmed by refreshing. How, how many would like some, a time of refreshing? You know, that's what we're doing tonight. We're celebrating. God gives us times of celebration to be refreshed and renewed, to say, look how far we've come. Look what we've done. Look who we are now. And just what's so exciting is that, you know, this isn't a funeral. We're celebrating 25 years, but we, with every bit of anticipation, are hoping that God will bring not only greater things, but he will fulfill everything that he's destined for us in the next, next years to come. And I wasn't going to say another 25 because we don't know, we don't know how long it will be. I believe it will be longer until the Lord comes, people carrying the mantles. So times of refreshing, refreshment. But verse 12 speaks then to the nature of your ministry. Your people, 
By the way, that's all of you. As much as we honor you, and we will always keep proper honor, they will tell you that this is not about them. This is first about Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, the head of the church. But guess what? Their hearts are, they would say, you are just as much a part because you are the ones who've come into that covenant relationship. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins. This has to do, really, this was talking about how Jerusalem had been destroyed. He was just talking about Nehemiah. It's talking about reclaiming, restoring that which God has purchased by the blood of the Lamb. It's really the roar of the Lion of Judah coming to take what is rightfully his, what he purchased on the cross, and by his resurrection... And he'll raise up the age-old foundations. Oh, how much I enjoyed looking at the pictures of you laying the foundations here. But I remember praying yesterday, just yesterday, just, just seeing in the Spirit your strength and how you've laid not only a physical foundation, but the foundation is Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone, but with the building of apostles and prophets and all those who come along and, the, and of course, the fivefold, the, all those who come into their anointing and their calling. You will be called repair of broken walls. You will bring restoration in relationship. You'll have a ministry to family. And though I think of meeting your wonderful family, the Wolf family, and how, how the blessing that they are. And uh, I... We had uh, some of, uh, you know, Chris, and we had Sterling, and Dwayne came down, and they stayed in our media room down. And, but I just, I just loved it, you know. You know, a father and his son and a spiritual son coming. Man, that was it. That's the picture. That's the picture. The spirit of adoption says a lot. The restorer of streets with dwellings. You know, I believe, uh, you know, I love to talk about the Lion of Judah. I had an encounter with the Lion of Judah about a week and a half ago. Oh, it was, it was stunning. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, I, I've seen the Lion of Judah a number of times, but in this it was a dream. And, and um, I, don't, I can't go at it lengths, but it relates to tonight. Because the Lion of Judah is the only one who can open the seals. And he's the only one that has the right to open things that no one else can open. And in fact, he was even speaking over me uh, so strongly. He said, the seal of redemption. The seal of redemption. Which is, by the way, um, uh, a scripture that's spoken over our lives. And it declares that we've been, we've received the seal and and it's in Ephesians chapter 4, 31. And it talks about, you know, we can grieve the Holy Spirit, but, but, but we've been sealed with this um, seal of redemption. And then in, in Revelation 5, 5, the Lion of Judah is the only one that can open the seals. I never connected that before. My seal, your seal, the New Horizon seal cannot be opened or destroyed or changed except by the Lion of Judah. 
Why is this significant? Because in your relationship to Fife and the and to the and to the community, you go out and you are declaring that redemption is coming. The seal of redemption. It's a whole other weapon of warfare. I'm just I'm I'm going to spend more time studying. My wife even leaned over to me and said, we're going to have a family reunion this week, or our family. And she says, I want you to pray the seal of redemption over our children. That's what you've done. And that's what God is doing. You know, in Jeremiah chapter 1, we have this amazing text. It's probably, probably one of the major texts that I have I've taught out of because it has so much to do with identity. It's where we know in verse 5, he said, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I pointed you as a prophet to the nations. And I was thinking about how God has this same word for marriages but also for churches. You know, before New Horizon was formed, God knew you. He knew what he wanted to do. He he knew his plans to, to prosper, to bring abundance to this region. Before you were created, before your first meeting, he was setting you apart for your destiny. You know, this, th- th- this text is so intimate and so profound that it's hard to really understand it because Jeremiah had the same response. He said, Lord, I, um, I don't know how to speak. I'm too young. You know, what he did is he responded by what he understood. You know, there, I say this in love. There's a lot of people in this room and And you know what? Destiny comes from the Lord. It's not from fully what you understand. That's why we emphasize the prophetic, why we emphasize having a spirit of wisdom and revelation is because your destiny word has been spoken from the heart of God. And before you were formed, he knew you. Before you were born, he set you apart. And I want you to know that you have an amazing honor to be a part of a church that understands how to speak destiny into people's lives. That they're not just teaching you how to be religious and having the form of religion but denying its power. You're in a context where people are being called into true identity and purpose. Wow, what an honor to be a part of this family. What an honor to be a part of a community that values who you are and that God created you with this purpose. And as we know, there is a spiritual battle you know, it says here that, that um, God knew it before the beginning. You know, we have twin sons, and they just actually, now they're 26, but when they turned 25, I know they were excited because now they could rent a car. I don't know if they wake up and say, I could rent a car today. But, but anyways, you know, when, they, when, they were, when, when, uh, when, when my son Marcus was born, he nearly died. And a prophet spoke to us, and he said, I see you have two sons, and I see one with numbers in his head, but I see that one, and he nearly died because the enemy saw the, the, uh, the anointing in the womb, and it was true. He was, when he came out, it was a prolapse cord, and oxygen stopped flowing to him, and so a doc, you know, nurses and others got on top of my wife pushing the baby out. 
after I got that prophetic word, by the way, he lived, he graduated. They said he might have brain damage. That's the one that graduated with a physics degree at 19 years old, okay? So I don't think he has a, a brain problem. But what I want to say this is that oftentimes we don't understand that the greater the spiritual battle is it's, it's coming against anointing. You know, when I first came here, you guys told me about the spiritual battle that you faced. And when I always hear that, I'm, you know, I'm not surprised by the battle. What I'm looking for is the way that the leaders respond to the battle. Because it's not whether the battle's going to come. We don't fight against flesh and blood. We are going to have a spiritual battle. But leaders of revelation, leaders who have a, a sense of destiny and purpose, they understand that the verse doesn't stop there because right after that, God says, see, see today I'm putting my words in your mouth. And I speak over you, New Horizon. Today I'm putting a new word in your mouth and I'm going to give you strat- strategies that you've asked for and I'm going to open doors in 2017. This is what the Lord is speaking to you. It's like, I just feel like there's a momentum. There's an acceleration. You're coming into the things that you've prayed for because now there's this mighty, mighty birthing that God wants to do it, that God wants to do. You know, you know what God said to this young man who says, I'm too young and I don't know how to speak. Moments later, he's saying, see, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms. But the first four things have to do with removal. To uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow. You see, so often people are wanting to run to the building and planting, but they don't understand that a true ministry to have an identity must understand how to uproot and tear down, how to destroy and overthrow. And what I want to say is, I believe that you're coming into your greatest season of building and planting now because you've been so effective at these four. You know, that's the thing that we, you know, we live in such a microwave mentality. You know, I see, I literally have seen thousands and thousands of miracles. I've seen the deaf uh, ears open. I've seen blind eyes. I've seen literally, I've seen a woman crawl in like a snake and walk out of a meeting. I've seen these things, but I'll let you know, every time, it was never a microwave prayer. It was often hours of contending, and I believe it was intercession before and intercession to follow. You know what? In your personal life, when you come to this church and they're calling you into true identity, they're asking you, are you willing to uproot and tear down? They're asking if you're willing to destroy things and overthrow them. That's a ministry of honor. That's a ministry that's calling you to true identity. That's New Horizon. A church of true identity. You know, tonight I want to be a part of uh, releasing and commanding breakthrough, declaring over these things for you. But... um, I think uh, we're going to have uh, Joe coming up for a moment, and then we're going to call up the elders, my wife and, and the wolves, and we're going to do some prophetic declarations. But I want to honor all of you, and I want to thank all of you for your amazing commitment, not only to this couple, but to Jesus Christ and to this fellowship 
and I look so forward to what God is going to do in your future. God bless all of you. Thank you, Mark. You know, we, we love Mark and Ann and Pastor, Pastor Che was here this morning. And, and uh, would you just stand with me for a moment? We want to take an opportunity to give into their ministry as well as to uh, give toward tonight's event. And, um, and if, if you missed out on giving into the pastor's gift earlier, feel free to do that now. Just mark it uh, for us. And, uh, but I want to just say, you know, look around you tonight. You are a people who are destined to win. That's been the theme of this evening. We won a lot of battles to see this building built on this property. You know, I, I just can remember so many stories of us taking authority over a spiritually dead ground and seeing something rise out of it. And, you know, it's interesting that, that we get to come here tonight, celebrate, see each other, enjoy this evening. Hopefully we'll remember it for many, many years. And, and I loved something that Pastor Chase said this morning. He said that he was impressed by the multi-generation that we have and the multi-culture that we have represented in this building. You know, it's interesting to me because, see, we represent the light of the world, Jesus Christ. And science has proven that in light, every color is represented. You see, Jesus is the light of the world. He is the Savior of every color, every creed, every man, every woman, every child. So when you see someone, whether they're black, white, red, or purple, Jesus is their Savior. And we represent that. What an awesome opportunity to represent the light of the world. And tonight as we give, I want you to give with that purpose that says, you know what, this is, I'm sowing a seed tonight into New Horizon because New Horizon is taking the light into this world around us. And I'm representing a seed. I'm sowing a seed tonight into the lives of, of Mark and of Ann because they take the light of the world to every nation. That's what we're doing when we're sowing tonight. That's what you're giving into. Not all of us can go to those places, but we can send and we can represent and we can see seeds sown and lives changed. Amen? Come on, so as we give tonight, think about that. I want us to dig deep. I'm, I'm challenging us. Dig deep. Let's, let's make a statement tonight. Let's sow a seed of a statement tonight that says, God, you are in control of my finances. I trust you completely. As I go into 2017, I'm believing for exponential growth in my finances. I'm believing that, that truly every bill is paid, every need is met, every desire is fulfilled in my house. Come on, that's the kind of God that we serve. I'm believing that he can do it for all of us tonight. Amen? Let's pray as we give tonight. Father, we bless you. And God, we declare over these people, Father, I declare your favor. I declare prosperity, Father. I declare, God, that, that the next 25 years are going to be an amazing time period in the history of Fife, in the history of the Northwest, God. And Lord, we declare that, that tonight, God, we're sowing seeds of greatness into the kingdom of God to see the light of the world spread throughout this nation, throughout the nations, and throughout the world in Jesus' name. God bless you as you give tonight. Amen. Pastor Mark.
You may be seated. And uh, I just uh, want to take a moment here tonight as we finish up just to um, thank you all for all of your faithfulness. And um, it's kind of interesting what he said, what Pastor Mark was saying, and it was exactly what I was going to say is that, you know, I sometimes squirm a little in my chair when it's all about Dwayne and Joel because it is not all about Dwayne and Joel. You know, they say that uh, it's a real bummer for a leader when they turn around and look behind them and no one is following them. And uh, I would have to agree because we are nothing without you. And it's the congregation, the congregating, the bringing together, the getting close to, the touching one another, the, the remaining, the, the commitment to one another that makes something like this magnificently effective. And life is not worth doing by yourself. It's very lonely. All I have, would have at that point would be me, and I get awful sick of me. But we are so blessed to have each other, and I would just call on New Horizon to be a body of believers that covenant with each other. That realize that the little things in life, that we like to blow up and make really big, are really not that big. And that what ends up being really big at the end of the day is the people that you're standing with, the people that you share history with, and the people that you have stories about. And this place here is filled with people every week. And sometimes it's different people than it was the week before, and sometimes it's the same, and sometimes people come and sometimes people go, but there is a group of people that remain. And I would say to you, O people of New Horizon, You are cut of a different cloth. You came to a church with a couple of kids leading it. A couple of ding-a-ling kids. Why does God select the young bucks in this world to lead his church? We didn't know what we were doing. But some of you have stuck with us through the years and you've watched us grow and you've watched us stumble and fail at times. And you've watched us get back up and dust it off and keep going. And I would hope that that in and of itself is far better than if you had followed a perfect leader. Because we want to stand before you and show you how to do life. How broken people do life. And we are so blessed to have a group of people that's willing to watch us as sometimes I would get frustrated and like maybe yell at him or he would get frustrated. You know, you watched us. We've let you be close to us because we don't want to be isolated people. We want to be connected people. So you get to see the good, the bad, the ugly. You get to go on mission trips and see my hair in a wreck. And see me grumpy and all that kind of thing. I'm not going to position myself to where you can't see the real me. 
But we are so blessed that there is a group of people that has seen the real us and stays with us. Thank you, Jesus. Because when there's a group of people that knows each other's weaknesses and failings, yet our giftings and our strengths, and we can honor one another and respect each other, and the unity of the body here at this church becomes far more important and far greater than anything that maybe I could be or that I would seek after or that I would make to be for me. But when you get a group of people like that together, And then you start speaking vision in them like, we're going to go out, we're going to change the world, or we're going to do this, or we're going to do that. And you guys all say, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Then we have history makers. Thank you for being a part. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And now, I want us all to turn around, because we've been looking at the past. We've been enjoying it. Now let's look ahead. People of God, we are not finished. We are not finished. If you're planning for the day of your retirement, give it up right now, because I am not going to let you retire. I am not going to let you, you know, like, Whatever. We're not going to do that. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep moving. We're going to keep reaching. We're going to keep teaching. We're going to keep leading people to Christ. We're going to keep traveling. We're going to keep going around the world. We're going to keep getting kids saved. We're going to keep doing Jam Street. We're going to keep doing camp. I am going to keep getting into your face, Dwight and I, and challenge the socks off of you. There's a few claps. Are you ready to do this? But mostly, are you willing to challenge the very depths of your own personal being to give up the stuff that's holding you back? Because I'm challenged with that on a daily basis. Dwayne and I thank you so much for being with us and for walking with us, coming every Sunday. You know what it's like to be a pastor. We always come. We always come, you know, and uh, my family always comes. <laughs> but when I turn around and we work hard for a good Sunday morning and we turn around and we see you sitting there, do you realize that you make all the difference in the world for us? You make it worth it. Whenever there's a group of people around, you're going to have problems. I'm sorry, people, problems, it's equal. But you guys have overlooked our problems and you keep coming and I love you for it. Mm -hmm. Amen. Okay, that's all I have to say. (laughs) You know how awesome we really think we are? (laughs) She's kind of trying to tell you right now. This is how awesome we really think we are. When we get in the car and we're driving home Sunday after church, we go like... Another miracle took place. <laughs> and we're, we have this little speech we rehearse. We're like, yeah, I know. People came. Exactly. <laughs> Good people came. That's how awesome we think we are. Good Not people came that and we're awesome tired. at all. Yes, and, and God showed up. And when we see all of you here, we're like, God does do great things in spite of us. 
He's amazing. Amen. God can build a church. Jesus said, I will build my church. Amen. Come on, I want you to stand. Let's stand up tonight. We're getting ready to close. Uh, this should be our 10th closing probably. Yes. yes. And uh, you probably need to use the restroom. So, But anyway, let's. Uh, I want Mark and Ann up here. I want the elders up here. Come on, uh, Bill and Jerry. And the staff. Chris. Craig. And uh, Zach. Claire. Don't you love Chris and Zach? Oh, I love him. How many staff members you want up here? You have to qualify. Well, you have a lot of staff members here right pastoral now. Pastoral staff. Huh? The pastoral. A couple staff. Okay. Pastoral. Right. A couple staff members because we could embarrass Mandy and everybody right now. It's <laughs> be a good opportunity. We won't do that. So, Mark, if you want to close this out in prayer and uh, just, just shout Brianna out whatever declarations or. Come or in your heart. Who's, who's coming? Bring who's coming? Brianna. Sarah. How many of you know when your, your husband's on staff at church, then you are too? What are you doing sitting down there? <laughs> <laughs> it just goes with the territory. Yeah, I just woke up with a dream this morning about your church. I just saw you doing productions. I know you've done some in the past. Lord, we declare powerful productions from this sanctuary, Lord, that's going to reach the harvest, Lord, and all over around this area. Lord, and I also really believe, God, that they're going to be used like splashes all over this region, bringing unity and revival and inspiration, Lord, to small, big, medium churches all around. And we agree, God, for for the revival that Pastor Joe was talking about today. We agree, God, for that revival fire to come up from the from the south all the way up to the, the, the coast, God. And we declare, God, five minutes is going to be a place that is well known for revival. It's going to be a watering hole. People are going to come from all over the world, God, to come here and get refreshed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. And I declare right now that the generations will not only be united, but they will go out into the community and there will be a, a literally an impact on, on, a, on the family mountain. It's, it's the most nebulous one, but I believe that you have an anointing to transform families and to bring restoration. I saw a school, a, a, another type of school developing, a very unique type of school, and, and it was very, very specialized, and, and you had opportunities to really find your destiny, decide, uh, to what your swords were, what your weapons of warfare were, and how to move actively in them. I saw right now an increase in strategies for evangelistic impact. And as you've had a heart for the poor, you've had a heart for the needy, but the Lord's bringing you into government places. He's bringing you into uh, places where where formerly were closed to you. And I just declare right now, open doors and open heavens in Jesus' name. And I pray, Father, right now, I just agree with uh, uh, Pastor Joel saying, there are things right now that you have for us. We're turning our hearts. Right now, everybody, turn your hearts to the future. And we're saying, Lord, take us now. Take us into a new places. Open new doors. You Use all of us. Anoint our hands. Anoint us, Lord God. And we thank you, Father, that you're going to bring prosperity to this region. Father God, you're going to bring a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Business leaders will be coming to you. Those who are coming desperate, needing hope, and you're going to impact them in Jesus' name. We see expansion and growth. We thank you, Father, that this is an amazing season that we get to participate in. We speak a blessing over right now this couple. Let's let's surround them right now. And we know it's not about them. So right now, put your hands on each other and upon, upon right there. And Father God, right now, we just recommission 
We just say that this is a new day for you. There's favor of the Lord that's upon you. That you're going to get, we just pray right now, visitations. Visitations. We pray for the elders, for the staff members, that you would see things, that you would declare things like you've never declared them. You'd, you'd walk in a new place of healing. I see an increased healing anointing coming upon you. Strategies uh, to move out and to, and to have the, the walls not only are, you've already gone far beyond the walls, but you're going to go to the nations and bring, and you're going to bring back things. You're going to declare them. You're going to be able to take hold of the promises that God has given you. We bless you with that in Jesus' name and give Jesus all the honor. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father.